Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm... This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. My point is, I'm the bouncer and there ain't nobody out there to bounce. Are you saying to me the reason that you're not doing your job is that I'm paying you to do is that you don't have a job to do? Is that what you're saying? What are you trying to convince me of exactly? That you're as useless as an asshole right here? Well, guess what, buddy? I think you just fucking convinced me. That woman deserves her revenge. We deserve to die. But then again, so does she. So I guess we'll just see, won't we? Being a fool for a woman such as yourself is always the right thing to do. Cue the theme song. What are you trying to convince me of exactly? That you're as useless as an asshole right here? Clark Kent is Superman's critique of the whole human race. Oh, and for the record, letting somebody think somebody they love is dead when they're not is quite cruel. I... Overreact. I'm a killer. I'm a murdering bastard. You know that? Plan A taught you the five point palm exploding heart. Of course he did. All right. Revenge, samurai, katana. We couldn't do seven samurai, folks. We just couldn't get it done. <laughs> couldn't get it done. We'll talk a little bit about that, um, but we're here today to do something else with uh, pretty blonde girls who play with samurai swords, uh, and it's Kill Bill Volume 2. We did Kill Bill Volume 1 a while back. It fared pretty well. Did, uh, Not perfect, but uh, really good. Fun, you know, all that good stuff. So people who expected Kill Bill Volume 2 to be another raucous fight with you know, not maybe 88 soldiers, but lots and lots. Um, might have been a bit more surprised at the pacing of this one because it's a quite quite a different movie. A little bit more uh, non-action-y, character-driven, drama-y. There's still some action. It's just not as much. Um, we have a longer runtime as well than the original. Um, Sad- sadly. Someone confirm for me, please, the original's runtime. Is that something? I, th- I think 157 was the original. American Pie? One. No. No. <laughs> no, Phil, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Kill Bill, oh, Beatrix, volume, kiddo. Volume one. Kill yeah. Bill, Beatrix. <laughs> John, beep out, my, beep out my Beatrix, too, please. <laughs> All right, thank right. you. No, yeah. we just if it's done. Hey, and audience, if you're listening to this podcast and it's not beeped out, John was lazy and you should like write in and Fuck shame that. him. Right yeah. into his Instagram. <laughs> he don't want to put in the beeps. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Oh, and also, yeah. like, are we not going to talk about the Seven Samurai? Just like, no, no, I want to. I want to. I just wanted to set up this episode that we okay. will be talking about Kill Bill Volume Two um, as a follow up to our Kill Bill Volume One. And it's a surprise because yeah, we tried to get into Seven Samurai, folks. Ooh, and sorry. look, much respect to. Uh, Kurosawa and his well, I vision disagree, in, but in fifty in the fi- in the mid fifties, I'd say that some of that movie I still feel like that could still could be called an achievement for the times. But like, well, 
Look, it's just... You might be able to tell from this short conversation where the protest uh, began. Yeah, immediately. Like, the, the movie is so thick, and it's just long and drawn out. And unfortunately, with today's storytelling techniques, it means that there's, like... It's not even character-driven character development. It's... It just puts you in this world and you have to like take your time to, to, to soak it up and get to where it needs to go. And we couldn't even get there. It, like, but with editing, un- you wouldn't have, had to have done that. And also, John found one good shot in the home first t- half of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, like it's. <clears throat> I'll have to read what people say about it, but I don't. I struggled. Like. I know you guys were trying real hard. You were like, yeah, well, it's famous. This guy's super amazing director. And, you know, it's it was 1956. Those excuses <laughs> of, um, of it. But it was very boring and nothing was happening. And they were moving around a lot and introducing new characters. And it's three hours and 37 minutes long. So, yeah, yeah, it was no, a bit so, of a slog. Like, look, here's the thing. I don't know how many times we've said this about some of the older, older movies we get into and some, you know what? Like I'm still always surprised by it's a wonderful life, right? From the forties. Every uh, time a baby, it fucking holds up. up. So I don't know like what to say about something. Like I, I almost want to say like Brent said this the other night and I, um, I appreciated his comment. He's like, are we like, are we reviewing movies like, on honest good reviews or is this show about like does it hold up by by our just whatever standards today and and i think that's what we more are is kind of making that determination so i don't know like how we go about picking movies back that far uh and some we just might have to t- look at the length and take at face value that they're just not gonna be our cup of tea well yeah but the thing too is can't get through it so like the godfather 62 it's a longer movie it holds up uh, you mentioned the other one, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a longer movie. It's in black and white. It's in the 1940s. It holds up. But it's not like, three and a half hours, I guess. I know, but like. what I'm saying is there's no excuses. You made a fucking bad lo- movie, and it was way too long, even in 1956, where they got nothing to do. <laughs> so, of course, they're going into the movie theater, and they spent the whole afternoon in there, apparently. But... um. That's no excuse. If you would have edited that movie, it could have been better. <laughs> Something about like the scope and scale of it worked well. The sets that they used were all fine. Like I could see how that movie was emulated, and I'm sure there were more examples as you go through. Um, but I'm not a I'm not a like I'm not that much of a film history buff, right? Like I'm not going to sit through that to learn about it. It's just not for me anymore. So apologies if that offends anyone's sensibilities. It was a hard, actually, thing to go through. I was really, I was torn morally, right? I was like, I don't, I owe it to to this guy who like went out on a limb to try and make this thing, and and I was <laughs> no. I think here Sarah goes shit. on with goes with Shakespeare. He he fucking early. <sighs> yeah, like you did something amazing way back, and people were like, "Hey, I like this," and I did it, and you can see that now, and it's become mainstream. Cool but your movie's not great now. It doesn't hold up. So there you go. There's our review of Seven Samurai. Well, Brent, you didn't have any say in here. Oh, yeah, Brent, sorry. Like, you, you really didn't say much. I thought it was great. Uh, <laughs> riveting. I was moved. Really compelled me the whole time. 
Uh, I did not go to get pizza downstairs in my building and instruct the guys to not pause it because it was uh, so riveting. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I when we started watching this, I kind of thought maybe I remembered it actually from a, a film music class that I took forever ago. Um, and I'd forgotten. Right. And then it was like loosely familiar and... So to tell you the truth, like to go through that slog twice, uh, <laughs> once for yeah. credits and then this time just for fucking shits and giggles, I'll just take a pass and we can go, you know, watch American Pie. Hey, and we yeah. got through we got through a very long 2001. Um, and now while we disagreed Ugh. on whether it would have held up or not, um, I still felt like there was things in that movie that were worth seeing. It's a, yeah. the, just the, the way it was just like, it's still astonishing to watch that movie visually today. So the, it's not like there was just was nothing. There was just nothing with this one that w could even you could even you. There's nothing to glean from it. No, it's one of those things where it's like an important historical landmark as far as the industry and the, the, the storytelling, the art of storytelling goes. Like, you can understand how a thing can have an impact, but that doesn't mean that the thing is going to still be a good movie that you want to watch, right? And, yeah. And that's that just whole... the case with this, and that's why it's not worth reviewing, is it doesn't fit our format for the show. It just It's clearly not a movie you want to fucking watch, ever. It's four fucking hours almost. <laughs> Christ. If Rotten they Tomatoes said go to work for eight 100%. hours or watch this for Rotten four, Tomatoes has it 100%. This is, this, this is the This is cowardice fan. reviewing. Yeah, this is the Hollywood that Jim Carrey was talking about where none of them will make a stand or, or make waves. When, when Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock on stage, everybody fucking clapped when he won the Oscar. Nobody booed or protested. They're just all lemmings. They're like, Kurosaki, I bet you a lot of them haven't even seen it. And they'll be like, oh, my God, the Seven Samurai. No, you're totally right. It was like pivotal. It was landmark. But like they, they it's just all lip service. They all have to be in the sink. They have to be in the same bubble. To give this 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just possible that no one's reviewed it since fucking 50s. I've I don't know. I bet you if you go on there, there'll be new reviews from the in 90s and 2000s saying... So yeah, I'm gonna from finish unbearable it. people. From unbearable I'm to, people. I'm going to finish it because my fear is that it just it was such a slow burn and that maybe some what was coming was like going to be something to watch. I so I'm going to find that out there. and I'll, I'll let you know uh, how, how it goes. I just... Yeah, it's hard. that's great. The, if you even will. the tone... The tone and like the overacting and and like people were praising the unknown actors like I know American audiences wouldn't recognize but it's like incredible and I was like no it was not <laughs> no it wasn't <clears throat> it just the makeup wasn't, wasn't right? good so, the, the writing is so poor and like well, I don't know why they keep trying to remake that story like it's very silly like um, once again because it was famous like a hundred years ago people are trying to remake it today doesn't doesn't mean it was good like it's very strange uh, i think anyway, i think there's a really yeah. fucking good story in there though and yeah maybe someone um, could take it and turn it into something good that's what i mean is like they I, tried I'm, not a, I'm not afraid of the story i think the story has has absolute merit um you just can't you just don't present it in that package 
Yeah. Maybe maybe you either do a fucking eight part miniseries, right? Yeah, that's or, fine. There you or go. Or you fucking give us a two hour movie. You you just build these things more concisely. You don't need a lot of the shit we saw. No, you're totally you right. If, if you it, wanted no. to, if you wanted to make a big grand gesture of that story, you could do a six or eight episode miniseries. Yeah, and you could and obviously start, that more wasn't character a thing development. Then, but, then you could, you know. Yeah, you could character do character development and you could really focus on the themes about like how things were back then. I mean, that's actually kind of a good idea, Brent. Like, we should do a fucking miniseries of some Thanks. samurai. Yeah, uh, the I remake. I like it when someone says, that's actually a good idea. And I'm like, well, it is. why it's, are you surprised that I had a good because idea? Because I thought this story I'm just was kidding. dead. Go on. I thought this story was dead, but now I'm thinking, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll have to watch the whole thing, though. <laughs> Uh, like no, they, John's going to and report back. No, well, they did. Then, like Chat the Magnificent GPT. Seven was made, right? Also, that was the westernized version, and then yes, that was in 1960. I mean. And They're then, like reviving. after that, uh, in 2016, Antoine Fuqua did a remake with uh, Denzel Washington and Chris. Uh, I know what my you man, said. Uh, Chris Pine Tucker, Pine, not <laughs> Chris Tucker. Right, yeah, well, I just was thrown Chris's out. That's <laughs> yeah, the first Chris that comes to my mind. We did this just yesterday. There's too many Chris's Pine, right now. Klein. Not Chris Pine. Not Pratt. Klein. Chris Pratt. That's the one. Oh, and the same one that we that? had problems with. Yeah, he is in that. Yeah, and then um, Ethan Hawke is in it. Vince D'Onofrio. But it's like it's so overdone and overacted, and then they, there's too much of the cheesy action. So it like it's one of those movies that loses its way where he's like, a great gunfight here is really going to save it. And it goes on and on and a drama, drama, and, and such extreme characters. <clears throat> I've seen clips of it. I've never watched the whole thing start to finish because it's just, it never got it done for me. Um, it made money. <clears throat> but it's like, just because they just put a cast, a big cast behind it. So anyway, that's how revered Seven Samurai was. So I am going to get through it. I'll make a comment in the later episode. But we're not going to spend any more time on that one today. Instead, nope. let's move on to a little Kung Fu. Bill Kill. Um, Bill. Written, directed, Quentin Tarantino. Yes, sir. The writer-director combo strikes again. A lot of movies we've done in the past year have done this writer-director combo. I know. We're going to have to crunch some numbers on this. I think we're like at a 60 or 70% should have edited yourself uh, usually is something that we that we kind of say but sometimes it works really well uh, Uma Thurman returns as the lead the bride uh, beep kiddo um, David Carradine of course <laughs> not saving him some work <laughs> see a sandwich <laughs> David Carradine rip uh, Michael Madsen Daryl Hannah uh, Gordon Liu and Michael Parks some of the faces a lot of other ones you know how these tarantino okay, movies so, goes so, samuel l is in it and other people yeah go so ahead So going forward anytime anyone says a name just go beep and then keep talking like that that mm. way we don't have to do the editing later there you go i'm not going to say it anymore because there's an expectation but i am not going to do that uh, <laughs> put in that beep once at the start is all you get um, lazy this budgeted <laughs> I think he made these movies together and yeah he shot out the same it was originally supposed to be one movie I believe yeah. I don't know at what point in the filming or if it was before they started shooting that they determined that it should be separated into two films do you yeah, actually I heard it was one night over drinks they were sitting there and then Tarantino said wait a minute 
I can make a lot more money. <laughs> Probably. And then oh, two shit, yeah. was born. And then Harvey Weinstein said, I'm going to drug that girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the one that you're with. Oh, I guess he didn't really that, drug them. He, just, like, he threatened their anything. careers and then forced anything. his penis in them. He's a fucking creepy fuck. Anyway, yeah. uh... Yeah. Great cast uh, and people you would <laughs> recognize. Um, after that, uh, nice fantastic, great music. Also, um, no, uh, but so the budget listed for this is thirty mil, um, which is probably half of what it costs to make the entire thing end end, which is probably sixty. Uh, this box office about one hundred and fifty mil. So um, Tarantino movies going to do their shit, uh, and so. Like I was saying um, in the earlier part, before all the Seven Samurai rambling, this movie uh, had a much different tone. I do recall seeing this in the theater, and it had a much different feel and uh, um, knee-jerk reaction after having watched this one is that I liked the first one better. Uh, what's your guys' recollections of this going back? Um, I mean, post the first one, then I watched this one. Oh, whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. You didn't watch this first? Sequentially, they say. Wow. Dude, the that recommended prescription. Sorry to blow you guys away like that. Colin, what about you? <laughs> I uh, The first one is an action movie. And the second yep. one is... Um, a neo-Western martial arts film? Yeah, not really as much of an action movie. <laughs> so I always like the first one John's better been working because... On prompts. The first one has better fighting, better action, and um, is also shorter and more concise, even though there are things that we talked about that should have been edited out of it, hmm. especially at the end of the movie. Like, it should have just ended with her killing, uh, what's her face, uh, in the first movie at the very, when the her snow, daughter. when she drops, it should have just been that fucking end. Oh, it's Hiru Yen or yeah, Hiru yeah. Yen. Oh, Ren Ishii. Ren. Oh, yeah, yeah as soon as she dropped, that should have been the accurate. end of the first one. That's how I would have fucking ended it. And then this one, I would have not started it with... I would have started at the church at the wedding rehearsal. I would have left out all the voiceover or the narration. And I would have left out the credits. And I would just open it right at the, the rehearsal of the wedding. Um, yep. And it would have like sandwiched together way better. Like, you don't need... No one's coming to see this movie without seeing the first one. And if they do, that would still be better. Think about yeah. that. If you never saw the first one and you started at the wedding with no other information, that's still a better movie. It stands on its own, right? Because then she goes and gets revenge on many of the people that, like, killed her there. And you, you get why she's doing it because that's the opening of the fucking movie. Yeah. But you never show the list with the crossed out names. Yeah. No, never. Yeah, that out of order stuff. Like, I guess there's never hiding that she's going to win. Who cares um, though? It should not be a little ambiguous. I, I I like that it would be too, especially when the big reveal in this movie uh, ends up happening that BB, her daughter, um, that out. is alive and well and being raised <laughs> by the man who shot her in the face. So, uh, that that actually once that happens i wasn't sure if she would necessarily survive at the end of the movie or not <clears throat> cuz movies be weird like that i was like oh maybe she would sacrifice herself for her daughter cuz that's very old school kung fu and all that kind of good stuff so uh, uh putting things together like that um kind of worked <clears throat> but 
this movie is also super thick with lots and lots of dialogue and several scenes that go on for quite a while that as always in Quentin Tarantino movies is like chewing fat like nothing else it's great uh all of it is great it's just like does it belong in this two plus hour movie and sometimes I think the answer maybe could have been should have been no like even even down to some stuff with her and Bill uh and their discussion at the end after B after she has spent so much time with BB and <clears throat> they make sandwiches together. Oh, that's bad. And are catching up and you're learning stuff about BB and it's it just it's it's like a way different left turn and it's like slow at the end of the movie. I really loved um how quick their bat their fight is at the end. Like it's a couple of plays. He goes for it the sword, block, chair spin in, five finger palm exploding heart technique. Yeah. And it's fucking done. I li- I'm so appreciative when a movie maker does that because it's not about a long drawn out 10 minute fight with fucking robots. Yeah. It's like it came down to that. The whole two movies yeah, came think, together think for that moment and it was over in less than 10 seconds. Especially when you know what's going to happen. If I know what's going to happen, like yeah. don't just fucking masturbate me with one of these, like John said, <laughs> 10 minute fucking fight scenes. I yeah. I hate it actually. I feel like my time's being wasted Yeah, and I don't feel like like I just feel like they think I'm not me directly, but the audience is so simple that we're just like happy to fucking clap our hands and watch two guys just fucking like it's all orchestrated. So the fight has a fucking, you know, has a has a decision already. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Just the other like thing too finger, is if you, uh, death punch Dutch rudder. There, there is so much dead weight in the the back half of this movie after Bud dies. The the you shave off you could shave off the beginning, and yeah. then the rest of it up until when Bud Bud and uh, dies and she loses her eye. She whips out um, what's her name's eye, Elliot, Daryl Elliot Hannah's Sam. eye. If yeah. you go straight from that to her driving to Bill, skip all that. Yeah, you gotta lose to someone else. Yeah, you lose Esteban. She gets there. She busts in. She sees the kid. They do the whole bit about dying. Fine with that. But right after that, you go right to the fucking bedroom where she's fucking going to watch movies with her and put her to bed. Because all that shit about the fish dying on the fucking carpet and the sandwich making is fucking pointless. What do I need to fucking know that the little girl knows about life and death? Like, what does that fucking do for me at what, fucking all? My take on and wait a all second, and then uh, oh, wait, okay, I'm not finished yet. No, go ahead. And then when you she comes downstairs, you get right to it. You skip all that fucking Superman, Spider-Man, Batman shit, or whatever the fuck he's talking about. You skip all the dart gun and all that stuff, and they just have it out outside, where she she's honest with him and he's honest with her. Which was a great scene where they're outside. What they say right before they fight is a really great scene because it's it, it, it's characterization. It reveals something about both those characters. Then they mm. fight and it fucking ends. And that's it. You you shave off like a fucking half an hour of this movie. Yeah. And, I, and don't have the daughter be so quick to fucking come to her. Mommy! Any, like, that is... N- not fucking happening like that, I don't think. <laughs> it's not like she's got a fucking big warm uh environment there with fucking Bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where what she's watching violent about? movies and gunfighting in the backyard, killing yeah. fish. It's not not a fucking surplus of hugs in that environment, I'm guessing. <laughs> 
So I what don't the know. fuck? <clears throat> like she she just walks in and the kid, mommy. Like I just don't buy that interaction. I mean, I can get by it, and it's not going to kill anything for me. I just don't. It just bugs me. It's, right? It would take a rare child, and he would have so. had to take. It wouldn't have just been like, I saw a picture of you once, mommy. It would have been like, daddy showed me fucking videos all the time. And while you were in a coma, we went to visit you five times. And daddy was like, this is your mommy. This is your mommy. This is your mommy. So I love you, mommy. Like, that's the only way it works like that. Yeah. And I think that there's actually a line in there, too, that that suggests he's only recently told her about him, about her, Yeah. Uh, told the daughter about Uma. So, like, that to me just makes it a little more suspect, too. Unless that daughter's just so fucking desperate for love and affection. Which actually does kind of make sense. But then she wouldn't be so nice about it. She'd be more like a beat-down dog, like, you know, coming over to piss on your foot. Yeah. Well, and the other weird thing, too, was um, that the ending kind of... The twist or whatever at the ending is kind of ruined for me now, watching it this time. Because it doesn't really make a lot of sense why he would keep the kid from her after she got out of the coma and she was going to go kill everybody that he didn't just tell her and he's like look like stop don't do what you're going to do your kid the kid's alive i have the kid here come see the kid like he could have fucking done that why yeah, but why I, did he that's not actually the best idea why did he not do that why did he not do that it doesn't kind of make sense to me why he wouldn't have done that I think he wanted her to not make it, but he also felt an obligation to give her a honest chance at it. It's ethical hunting. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Ethical hunting. Let's talk. Let's go back to the beginning. So the the wedding scene is great. They they go back outside the building and and you see gunfire going off. They don't show anything, but all the scene between Bill and her husband and the fan. I love everyone in that wedding scene. Is um a real feels like a real person. The yep. the, two, the couple and the the pianist Jackson and and her girlfriends and there are a couple of lines. The the characterization is really good there. I really like those people and I feel like I know them or I know people like them. He, he doesn't do that in the, the rest of this movie the whole time. Um, Bud is one of my favorite characters in this. I never really cared for Daryl Hannah's character. I feel like she's pretty cliche, and Daryl Hannah kind of just lays it out that way. There's nothing really that interesting to me about Daryl Hannah. I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I feel like Bud... I don't agree with that, actually. I always kind of like her. I feel like Bud was flushed out, like especially in this this one where we get to see him talk to Bill and his philosophy about her coming and her, the revenge and how he's going to he's going to face it but but he he could kill her too you know all that stuff then him going to his job and being treated like a piece of shit by his boss and like then he goes home and you know like I kind of like got to like Bud and started to like feel like I was understanding his character and that I there's things I liked about him well, the that's thing. what I was. That's what I was thinking. They were trying to do. I don't want to jump back to the end to bring it away from this, but that's what I thought they were trying to do with all the time we spend with Carradine and her at the end. Is I think he was trying to build Carradine's character and make you doubt and like him, make you doubt that she would be able to go through with killing him just to 
<clears throat> just to go for the tension. I'm not saying it worked great because I'm with you guys. I think no, I he drags it out. Assassinated. Man. Yeah, uh, all the sandwich making and fucking dart shooting and stuff was weird. The sandwich but making you, you, to me is very good tension, though. The what? It's just it's off. It's off putting. It puts me off. Like it was so tense building to get there, and then we're having sandwiches, and there's no threat. It's just a weird story. And like yeah. it's, I don't know. It's weird character building. It, it's and the way he talks and stuff about he keeps referring to her as mommy and all that fucking shit. So annoying, mommy <laughs> this and mommy that and daddy <laughs> shot mommy and daddy was a bad daddy. Like fuck you, Candy. Like I don't like Bill. I don't think Bill's cool anymore. I thought Bill was kind of cool in the first one, and now I think he was kind of lame. Did you guys feel that? <laughs> Big daddy. <The> <laughs> The people I mean, in the uh, the people in this Viper Deadly Viper assassination squad are like they're all fucked up. Like I know we're seeing them kind of after their heyday. I think because uh, what's her name, um, uh, Kiddo is was how many three or four years in the in the coma, right? However old BB is, <clears throat> whatever oh, BB's yeah. age, yeah, six or BB's, seven then, right yeah. or. I yeah, think five. so I think it was five. Okay, well, uh, regardless, the, the the early like the the wedding uh, assassination scene, they must have all been in their prime and then fallen into huge uh, dis disrepair as people individually after that, because the characters we get to see <clears throat> are not the sharpest tools in the shed anymore. No, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when she is a, she finds out she's pregnant. It's a great scene. Like she should have, BB should have fallen asleep when she was watching that Ninja Assassin Shogun movie, and then that they showed that flashback, and then she's fucking admitting it to Bill in the backyard, telling Bill why she left, because right. that flashback is fucking great. Like I, even the character that came to assassinate her, I got to know her and liked her. Yeah. <laughs> like. When you can do that, when you can so quickly make me like this person that's going to kill the main character and like wish them well when they go on their way, <laughs> that's a gift. Like this guy is a very gifted filmmaker, writer, director, but um, he gets in his own way. Just like every anyone would that doesn't have guidance from uh, collaborators or someone who will give you their honest opinion. Well, there's like lots to love even about the scenes that like should be just cut down for, for my personal appetite of wanting a short, shorter movies in general. <clears throat> um, like you thought that Estebar scene was good? I don't think he's I interesting. He's interesting. It's character building, like to show what Bill's influences were when he was coming up. He was obviously raised by a questionable man with a questionable attitude towards women because Bill treats his women like... He's got something romantic with each of his deadly viper ladies, but then he dumps them off at Pi Maze, gets them trained up, and then they go and work for him. And I don't know how he goes through who he's banging. He's not because he's obviously banging L and he was banging Kiddo. I can only assume he's banging everybody, right? It's like a ragtag squad, kind of. It's not. You're gonna have to beat. You're gonna have to beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Kiddo. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like it was completely pointless, all the Esteban stuff. It's just, <coughs> it was expendable. I mean, what I would have, what I, I mean, you, what I would have done is made fucking Ellie tell me where Bill was, and then you could move on with the fucking story. 
you know, she would help her if she tells her where Bill is because now she's blind. Or she'll leave her there to die. And yeah. then she tells him, and that, and then she walks away and leaves it at his eye. Kill, kill her quickly. I don't know. I'll kill you quick if you tell me where Bill is. And yeah, like, there you here. go. And I'll, she's like, fuck you. You're, have fun with your black mamba. And then just leave. Like, she doesn't know her anything. So nope. that might have worked yeah. pretty well. Because um, <clears throat> the Estebar is a detour again from the fucking story. It totally derails us. She's like going after Bill, going after people, going after people. And then she goes to fucking... See this guy who's got like a bunch of hookers. He's retired fucking pimp, and they're all slashed up. It was weird. It's like kind of weird w- this time. Uh, so I mean, we're beating up on things quite a bit, but I like so much of this um, because the the wedding scene and and the shootout, the way that's done, is great. <clears throat> when she finally like, we don't spend tons of time with Bud. I was worried that was gonna drag when he goes into work. Nah, and the, dude's the like, Bud stuff all stays. It's just all <laughs> interesting, great character scenes with his boss uh, in the office, or yeah, the yeah. guy's like, "You telling me you're as useful, useful as an, or sorry, useless asshole as an right asshole here. right here?" Like that stuff that, is all all of it golden. That stuff it reminds me of the Pulp Fiction stuff, where where. Where it is not essential for the story, but it's such good characterization that you wanna you wanna stay with the character and and it's entertaining. It's the dialogue is really funny. The actors did a great job. Like yeah. that guy, someone I think it was Brent mentioned the background. Whoever designed the set where there's money, it's, cocaine, and there's yeah. guns, there's knives, <laughs> there's all this shit all over drugs. Uh, it was funny. And the dude's hanging a huge hog in his pants too, just sitting back in his chair. <laughs> oh yeah, it's That's hilarious. Right. Like it's so the, everything is so believable and well put together. Like you're like, his yeah, this guy exists. So this good. was a guy. I want to see and, that actor again. <clears throat> the thing um, about he looks like a weird uh, Pee Wee Herman type of. Reading. I was going to say um, Mark Maron. He looks like a we, we, uh, a perverted Mark Maron or something. Oh yeah, maybe uh, Pee Wee Herman left some jizz in a fucking seat, and Mark Maron sat in it, and this is their spawn. Um, oh, do Big I was going to say just about Tarantino's fucking style there, as far as like having all those wild conversations and and uh, you know gratuitous dialogue kind of shit. I think there's a line of diminishing returns on that. And I think Pulp Fiction has more room because it's more about that. Um, mm. But this mm-hmm. movie is very driven. Like, we know where we're heading with this. There's This movie isn't the movie where that overly heavy dialogue-driven scene um, is needed or, I think, as well oh, fit my God. as if you had just cut those those conversations down a little bit you don't need all the musing and i mean can we bring up again and just for fucking uh final that superman is not a good superhero and so when bill says that he loses all credibility as any kind of a fucking badass or or strategic genius or anything dumb although i do like his (laughs) analogy with that how clark kent dresses yeah weak but, but once again people. it it doesn't it doesn't doesn't add anything to him or the story like that he fucking noticed that and mentions it it's like no it's that's, not that's good characterization exactly yeah. my point is that yeah there's a there's a you said diminishing, diminishing returns on that tactic <laughs> yeah hmm. you, you know what it is um, with Paul fiction i just figured it out you know what it is with each one of those stories at the beginning of the story 
we know what they're trying to do. The beginning of, of the story with Jules and Vincent, they're going to kill some dudes and get something back. Um, with the story where Vincent goes on the date with the boss lady, we know what the, what the what his mission is. His mission is to take her out, show her a good time, get her home, and not sleep with her. Right? Like, each one of those stories allows us to get comfortable inside of it because we know where it's going, where Vincent's buying drugs, are are with with the boxer getting out of the ring and and ditching the deal we know once again where it's always going so we can relax and just enjoy the characters that's what he hasn't done um since then yeah exactly and like in a whole movie from beginning to end hmm yeah interesting I'm gonna, this now one, I can I can write a fucking Pulp Fiction, baby. Maybe. <coughs> Crack maybe, the code. Yeah, that's quite a gleaning. I you bet you that. he doesn't even know that he did that. <laughs> that's a, that's um, a statement. Uh, <laughs> you just don't know when you're doing it. That's why you can't recreate it. You don't know what you did. It really is in the back half of this one where it just doesn't come together or doesn't flow right. Like... When Bud, like when she goes to fight Bud, I, I mentioned this when we were watching it, that I loved it when she's like got her sword, she's ready to go. The first like big action scene of the movie coming up and she gets fucking shot in the chest and buried alive. And I was like, that's actually cool. Like that's a that's a great way to stifle tension and put us into a weird thing. And then that transitioned, I felt really well into her training with Pai Mei, which explains some of uh, w- why she's such a talented fighter, basically, and how she came about that. So, <clears throat> and then that leads to the f- the close punch technique that she uses to escape the thing. And then we go back to Buds, and he fights with L, and then the bride gets there, and she fights L. Like all that, like up to there, I'm with everything that's happening, and I'm like, I'm I'm loving a lot of it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Pai Mei stuff was okay. Uh, I didn't like it as much as I think I used to. I didn't think that it was necessary it was okay. that L killed Pai Mei. I killed your master. That felt like that just all thrown bad, in. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. He was her master too, fucking dummy. Yeah. <laughs> he killed your master. And then, like, what? Who was she, she didn't ever finish her training? Like, she didn't learn shit. So no, she's that's not why that good she's a fighter. just an insufferable cunt. <laughs> she's uh, the Karen snake, the Karen viper or whatever the fuck. I guess she's a good bad guy and she's a good villain. Like I, I obviously hate her. So yeah, I guess yeah, maybe she's doing I a like good job. I like her in this movie, and I and I hadn't seen Daryl Hannah. I think for a while when this came out. Oh, this was big for her. And she like, obviously, had been some years. She used to be like you know, the poster girl, and then I think she she looks really good still in this movie. I think there's like a serious sexiness to her. So I think there was like a really good fucking. Uh, pick. It's not, not that, that I don't think she's a Tarantino attractive. movie when you're sitting in your garage fucking all day, but <laughs> I, she's she's attractive. It wasn't that what I was thinking about. I was thinking more no, no, so no. I that, know. I'm. That's just me yeah. talking. Yeah. Yep. I just. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I just liked her her acting or her character less in this one than the first one. There was more of her in this, though, so I, The first I'm not one has sure. a cool whistle. The whistle's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, so she was kind of cooler, almost felt like, in the first one. 
And then she was like reading the notes of the Black Mamba and all that stuff. And I, I don't know. I was just like, I liked her. That better. again, that's Tarantino. That's not that's not her fault. That's okay, Tarantino that's masturbating every scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's you know what? That's yeah. I shouldn't be blaming Daryl Hannah. You're right. They do. What that's he actually says. a really they, good area for a cut too. Now that we talk about it. She doesn't need to write that shit. She can just fucking betray him. Yeah. And then we can truck along a little quicker, right? Like yeah. not every scene yes, absolutely. needs to have this, right? Yeah. Like why don't you save these really cool, big, interesting, dynamic, dialogue-driven uh, scenes for like the most important? Yeah. Not every time. Not every scene. Because yeah. the dialogue was fine, you're right. The, you're totally right. The dialogue was fine up until that point when he got bit. And then if you would have just like moved on quickly, the previous dialogue was fine. Yeah. It, it, was, it was just the whole like now Bud's going to die and she's going to fucking like do a monologue it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Beatrix could have just showed up like right away after that. Yeah, I don't she disagree just, with that at she all. She goes, puts her money, goes over, puts her money away, and then Beatrix comes in. Kicks all her this ass. is editing, too. This this wouldn't have required any reshoots or any rewriting. It's just all editing. No, it's Tarantino. <sighs> the fucking meat is always there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. In all of his movies. Yeah. When some of them yeah, are too there's, long. There's, Tarantino, I don't think, makes Humpty Dumpties. I think... Um, nope. I think he, I think he's good enough, and I think that he is uh, well skilled enough at his craft that even even his bad movies like that Hollywood one um, could have been edited into could, something great. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I one hundred percent agree with that. That one, uh, I would have been interested in seeing mm. some more of some different stuff. But I think you could definitely edit what he had into a good movie. And think yeah, of all the stuff that he got yeah, rid of. Like, down. that thing was probably five hours long on the first cut. Yeah. So you could have used some of that to, like, edit into something more cohesive. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what the lost footage was. Yeah. Um, so does... I, okay, but wait a sec, though, John. So you're saying, like, after that, the bud died. Yeah. And L died. Then so, once she starts marching, once she starts driving in, and we go to um, uh, Mr. Spanish Face, Esteban, Esteban Viejo, Viejo. See, yeah, <clears throat> it just it it just interesting. And that Michael Parks, he played the sheriff in the first Kill Bill. So many of the actors reused. Um, the guy who plays Pi May played uh, one of the Crazy Eighty Eight leaders, the leader yeah. of the Crazy Eighty Eight. So the ball, yeah, the bald headed guy. And like that's all great. Like you don't even really notice. You'd have to like look really hard to see it. Uh, unfortunately, for, Ben had been cast separately though. Yeah, that's right. And he couldn't make a read, and so fucking Parks was reading his lines. Tarantino loved it. Parks yep. is his favorite actor, anyways. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And so, yeah, he just fucking recast him in that role. Yeah. Which is, like, hilarious. What do you get for that? You get paid two roles? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Or do you just get paid one role a little thicker? 
You yeah, just, they, you probably just do it for the second thing for free because it's Tarantino and you're like, fuck it. Yeah, he probably like, hired yeah, everybody yeah, I'm to rich make too, one right? Movie. I'm not living in my car. <laughs> I'm fucking Richard. I'm fucking what's his name? Park Michael Parks. Everyone knows me. Every, I'm famous. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I live in my car. Pay me for the second role. <laughs> okay, I live but in a park. So, my name's so not Michael does, Parks for no reason. <laughs> I live on a bench. Yeah. So, Sorry, so does on. the the second part of this movie make it not hold up? That's kind of the question that we're left with at the end of the day. Um, like, I love the music and all this. Like, works fine. It's all over the top, old spaghetti western. Like, I guess you could hate it. It 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 works for this movie, and it almost like you don't have a choice but to deal with it because it's like homaging things in a reasonable way. So what are you going to say? Oh, those old movies, I hate them, so I don't like their music. No, it's like, oh, hey, this like sounds like... Yeah, I thought the music was good. It's, it's fine. It makes it, it makes this movie interesting to watch, for sure. <clears throat> I thought it looked great. I'm going to go. I think, uh, ultimately, fucking this movie... It doesn't... Oh, man. I was almost going to say it. I was almost going to say it. Oh, you're all big man gonna call it. No, you're all janky. With I can do it. I can do it. I am. I gotta think. I can more. do it. Yeah, go ahead. Go do ahead. It, so the it. first one was a very. There is some. I have to ignore all of that circling the names, crossing the name out stuff, um, to enjoy it. But I, I can do it. I I think I said the first one held up. I think we all did. Yeah. Um. But but those things did make me pause and think about it because. I can delete them or disregard them, but but they were full big flaws. Like she was still driving the honey wagon months, months and months after she went to Japan. And the the way he did that kind of throws a weird monkey wrench into that movie. But it does hold up. But with this one, I feel like, God damn, the first the first shit. The ending drags too much. Jesus, do you guys want me to go? No, no, no. It doesn't <laughs> hold you up. guys knows. It it doesn't hold up like it's, <laughs> for me it doesn't hold up. It just the ending is 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 not it drags on too much for me and I also kind of feel like it doesn't make sense. Um, so no, it doesn't hold up. I know shit. this is a tough one because there's some great shit in here. Really great shit. Yeah, some great shit. What say ye, that, Brent? Doesn't hold up. Yeah, of course this movie holds up. It's a it's a fine movie. It's a good enough movie to watch. Uh, it's by no means Tarantino's best. It's by no means one of the best movies ever made. But if you give me a line that says 50% uh, and anything over that you watch, this is a watch for me. And uh, better than most other films you'd see. And I think if it wasn't Tarantino, uh, if it was somebody else, a no-name or something... I think it would be less crudely, uh, rest, less less harshly reviewed uh, by the crew here. I think. Hmm. I think because it's Tarantino, the we hold them to a higher high. standard. No, no, but like you can't, you can't. <clears throat> I I, I agree that there's still a principle at the very core of it, Colin. I'm not disagreeing that you can say yeah. it doesn't hold up. I can see where your argument is with it. I just think that it. At the end of the day, I I think that this movie is still good enough to no, and that's fair. H and that's up, totally fair. H up, 
H to the up, your, as John likes to say. I agree with your 5149. It just sucks that the 49 is at the end. And it yeah. like, and I'm like looking at my watch and I'm looking at the door. And it, I do it for too long. That's my only problem. You. Yeah, yeah you don't do want to leave long. someone like this. That's that's not a good move for sure. Yeah. yeah. Johnny? <sighs> oh, man. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not so bad that it warrants a not hold up. That's fair. I wish it was a bit shorter for sure. But like I said, and I've said of other movies too, it's like the stuff that's there is interesting. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it detracts. And these are crazy people in crazy times and we've seen crazy things. So I can let enough of the, does this make sense kind of shit slide that Bill raised this young girl and Bill's a great dad, but also the leader of a assassination squad of ladies. Like, sure. <clears throat> that could happen, I suppose. I don't think I, he's I, a great kinda, dad. He's it's like a Charlie's Angels, on, but bad. His kid's stepping on fish like to watch it die. And uh, so I don't think he's such a great dad. <laughs> his five-year-old kid's yeah, watching I guess. Shogun. I guess. Like, it's just, no, like, it's just, I don't think so. Maybe it's just he's rich and I like his lifestyle, so I'm jealous of Bill. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it holds it does hold up yeah it's it's uh, not definitely not the best I like the first one better still uh, as a complete movie it's wild that's a wild ride this one's a little bit more tame but there's interesting stuff could you have crawled out of a grave no I don't think you could have but it's I mean I'll just watch the train pass. with Pai Mei and so like I love when Pai Mei slams through that oak board too. do it like this yeah <laughs> yeah he does it like twice puts a hole in there it's fucking great. There's some yeah. of their yeah, he puts a hole right through it. It's um some of their kung fu is not is not great anymore either, but maybe that's because Uma Thurman is like untrained at the time when they show most of the stuff. But um again, I I just let go and let like let, let have some fun with this movie. It's a re, it's a crazy revenge flick. So Yeah, that's why I'm okay with the digging of the dirt and the Pai Mei stuff. I mean, I feel yeah. like that all works. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh yeah, so, nothing's out of character for this movie. It's yeah. all silly already. It's too it's just too much of a good thing and it I wish it had been like twenty minutes shorter. It would have been very nice to for it to be wrapped up just under two 30. hours. <coughs> Thirty. Sure, sure you can have that. <laughs> okay. Wrapping up on Kill Bill Two. Uh, and Seven Samurai as well. Um, yeah, once again. Well, kind of. <laughs> damn that movie. Damn. Uh, so that didn't hold up. But Kill Bill Two, kind of two to one. Colin, you'd like to save for people to watch it though, wouldn't you? Like, get the tri- you wa- get- yeah, you're gonna watch the first one. You should see the whole the whole saga because the first one. They're both once again. They're both. This movie's like probably sixty percent good. It's just too bad that the forty percent that's bad's not sprinkled throughout. Yeah, yeah it lands right at the end. But like, yeah, of course, watch this. Yeah, watch every Tarantino movie. You'll get something out of fucking every one of them. True, that's There's, a true story. And yeah. something Michael even, Madsen even that said. fucking Hollywood one, you get something out of it. Something Michael Madsen said in this movie, and, I, and that's what I did for the quote at the start was um, that you know they deserve to die. She deserves her revenge, but then again, she deserves to die too because she was a fucking killer as well. So we have to temper the. Uh, com- the the sympathy we have for a murderer like Miss Kiddo, uh, but she got a revenge, so there it goes. Okay, yeah, this is way better than Seven Sam. <laughs> so we've shuffled our schedule around a little bit, uh, and this yeah. was far better than Seven Samurai, in my opinion. Uh, so there it is. So that is this. Here is our July lineup, folks. 
we got a couple coming at you and it's going to be some fun. I'm really looking forward to most, if not all of these American pies coming up next. Uh, the old comedy from the uh, pre 2000s, I think just then October sky, little Jake Gyllenhaal young and uh, oh, sciencey movie. I'm really looking man, yeah. forward to that. Um, Laura Dern, I think is in it too. Uh, then we're going to go with some guy, Richie go to the snatch territory uh, and then mm. thought it would be a good idea to <laughs> do a wacky sci-fi movie in Stargate. Wow. Everybody could I, use some more. I'm surprised Stargate. we haven't done Stargate yet. Me too. Me too. And then we're going mm. to get into some Western type movies uh, in July and August, mostly chosen to be a little bit selfish because I'll be traveling and spending time with my family. And I thought my dad might like to watch a couple of Westerns. Um, oh, Jesus, John's designed the month around the his next camping. seven samurai. What are we doing now? Okay, well, there's one. <laughs> there's one in question to talk about, uh, which is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Is that right. is that a western that we would want to do? Well, yes, of course. I I watched it recently, and uh, it's and not a seven samurai unwatchable situation. I, I don't know. I don't know my opinion because I wasn't watching it under this lens. But I will say that like the directing, you'll you'll see so much in that movie that every single person steals from in any action movie or western. Like, and it's good. You see why they stole it. So it's worth it just watching for that reason alone. The directing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the first Western that we'll do. And that'll be at the end of July. And then we'll let you know uh, what it'd be coming in August. They're a little bit more modern, though, some of these Westerns. So it's not like we're going all good, bad, and the ugly. Oh, we're watching Including another Stone Tarantino, uh, I think, will be in there. And some Coen brothers. and The Quick and the Dead? Yeah. The Quick and the Dead's making it. And uh, a personal fave of mine, Quigley Down Under. There you go. We're revealing. I have never seen it. Django and first True time. Grit, The Quick and the Dead, and Quigley Down Under. Fucking. I've never seen it. Who's in Quigley Down Tom Under? Selleck, Tom Selleck, man. And it's the stash Alan himself. Rickman. No. Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited for that because I love Western movies. Shoot the and, glass. Uh, and Shoot the glass. I do not remember uh, finishing Quigley down under. <laughs> and whether that was because you passed out or just turned that shit off. That movie's old. Who knows when I was going to watch it? I've yeah. been through several phases of narcolepsy in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it should be an interesting one. Probably Cheddar. Uh, big Cheddar, but maybe also not bad. Tom Selleck. All right. Well, look, we got a loaded summer coming up, folks. We're going all over the place uh, into space and then back again to a spaghetti Western territory. But we do it for you. We love you. We'll keep it coming. Next week, watch out for American Pie. Very enjoyable. We'll Stifler and Stifler's mom enjoy the masses. We'll figure that one out. We'll see you then. Uh, wave bye, boys. Nice to see you. Until then, folks. Uh, take it easy and enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. 
Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.